Welcome to the hippest trip in pro wrestling and the premier platform for pay-per-view punditry. This is the Chain Reaction, presented by Place of Nation and the Kings of Sport. Swing low, time to move on. Light years and time ahead of our time. Run up, get a combo quickly, help you understand, but stay humble. Don't nobody wanna talk about the way of the world, the way of the world, and make them all crumble. And I might stumble, but I pick myself up, brush myself off my thoughts of a goddamn ball. I am at their neck, like I'm Malcolm X, like I'm Dr. King, like I'm Cornel West, like I'm UEP, like I'm Booker T, like I'm Rosa Parks. I'm a knees, I'm back. I'm up in your house, get a ball on your couch, I get right in your mouth. I ain't never no cop, they can really go stop. I'm prepared to go to battle whenever there is a bout. I am Muhammad Ali, I'm The time is right now. The place is right here. And the show, well, this is the hippest trip in pro wrestling podcast the chain reaction welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is the place where a panel of pro wrestling pundits pontificate on the positives and the problems of the pay-per-view or premium live event which we just perused we are back and better than ever for our first edition of 2023 so belated happy new year to everybody tuning in tonight everybody who is not watching uh, Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes go head to head out here on these streets. But uh, for those who are tuning in tonight, we do appreciate you. So uh, we've got a big reaction show to the uh, Royal Rumble that emanated from San Antonio, Texas last night. But before we get into all of that, we have to introduce who is here with me tonight. Of course, I'm the Godfather Nate Milton, and I'm joined by the Chain Gang, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, this man is not only one of the true North nerds. This man is not only somebody who is always there whenever I throw up the Brent signal, uh, when, whenever we need his wise words of wisdom. But I just checked this, folks. He is currently the IBF's number two ranked pound-for-pound Chittenden in the world right now, uh, only trailing Jen, who was a former guest on the Rocky Maivia Picture Show. Y'all give it up. <laughs> Y'all give it up for Brent Chittenden. Brent, how are you, my man? Uh, I love your intros. It's a it's a nice ego boost in the <laughs> evening to start off the week. I am doing well, and I'm looking forward to talking some wrestling with you guys. Uh, we are looking forward to the conversation, man, because uh, I feel like we we're gonna agree on a lot of things tonight, but uh, there will, might also come some debate. And and when it comes to debates, there's nobody I'd rather have on my side, Brent, than this next man who is part of the chain gang tonight. He is one of my co-hosts on the NWA podcast over at Post Wrestling. He's been down with the Kings of Sports since day one. Y'all give it up for the angry intellectual himself. The mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California. Some may call him Moderna Chris. Some may call him Mimosa Chris. But all I want to know is, can we rock? What's up, Doc? Chris Ely, the professor, is with us. What's up, Chris? Hey, hey, what's up, man? It's been a long, long week with this planning for this wedding. And um, just I had sciatica earlier in the week. I don't know where it came from. I just know I was down for the count after that. But um, uh, I'm looking forward to talking to this 
2023 edition of the Royal Rumble. Okay, okay. I know you got 20 minutes prepared on Omos's time in the Rumble, so we will get into that, my brother. All right, I got. I, I'm trying to pull up my notes because I did take some, so I'm just trying <laughs> to pull them up. And speaking of a man who always takes notes during these premium live events, he is one of my tag team partners on the main event over at Place to Be Nation. Of course, Chain Reaction, a co-branded production of the Kings of Sport Patreon and Place to Be Nation. Give it up for the Podfather himself, ladies and gentlemen. The man who probably spent most of last night uh, deleting all of his angry tweets towards Nia Jax because he knew we were going to have to talk about it this evening. Scott Criscola is here. What's good, Scotty? Godfather, my man, it is always a pleasure. Brent, Chris, uh, I will say that 20 minutes of um, Chris talking about Omos is about a 80th of the time he was in the match. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather hear him talk more about it than actually see him in it. But no, uh, it's great. To, it's, <laughs> it's great to be here, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, definitely talking about this rumble will be better than when we, I believe we all mm. uh, got together last year to talk about last year's rumble, which was mm. not fun at all. Uh, this yes. one was a lot of fun. <laughs> I do know Nate that you are, I do know Nate that you are officially adding a new, a new uh, category this year. Best number 30 uh, entrant of the night. Uh, one year only <laughs> that you're going to add that, uh, that category. So, <laughs> but it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's a fun show. Absolutely, brother. And yes, so the last time, because I did check and, and do my homework, Scott, the last time we all convened for the chain reaction, it was this time last year for the Royal Rumble, which was a show that uh, had some issues. So we will see how we think about this show as in comparison to last year's. But before we get into our categories this week, we have to uh, run down the card. So I will uh, pull up the most accurate source of information that we have available in 2023, Brent, which of course is Wikipedia. And I will run down <laughs> the results of the 2023 Royal Rumble. Our first match was the 30-man Royal Rumble match for the men. Uh, the winner, of course, gets a world championship shot at WrestleMania. And it was won by none other than Cody Devontae Rhodes, who tossed out Gunther, who's who was the Iron Man this year? Uh, Gunther uh, started number one and went all the way to the end, and but but he couldn't he couldn't get in the way, Scott, of, of that American nightmare. Cody Devontae Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is nope. your winner of the Royal Rumble, headed to WrestleMania. Uh, our next match is a match that I think Chris will undoubtedly have as his pick for match of the night. It was the Mountain Dew <laughs> pitch black match where Bray Wyatt. Beat down uh, L.A. Knight in five minutes and five seconds. Uh, Bray Wyatt wins with his assortment of goofy masks and cosmic bowling aesthetics and Uncle Howdy. So we'll get into all those shenanigans a little bit later. But Bray Wyatt defeated L.A. Knight in 5.05. Uh, going back to the men's rumble, uh, the time for that, Scotty, was one hour and 12 minutes uh, for the men's rumble. Uh, our next match saw Bianca Belair defend the WWE Raw women's title against Alexa Bliss. Uh, Bianca wins that in seven minutes and 35 seconds to retain her title. Uh, the next match was the women's Royal Rumble match, which went for an hour and two minutes. Rhea Ripley was your winner going wire to wire. Rhea Ripley 
headed to WrestleMania. And finally, in our main event of the evening, Roman Reigns, favorite performer of everyone in the world, especially Jermaine from Chicago, if Jermaine is watching this evening. Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens in 19 minutes and 15 seconds to retain the champion, his both of his championships. Uh, but that was more like a backdrop to the post-match, which we will talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Scotty got so choked up that he had to dip for a second, but he will be back, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into our categories. So we've got a few categories that we run through each and every episode of the main event. And our first category is the best match of the night. And seeing as it is the Royal Rumble, we will call this category Royal Oil, which match was the best match of the night. And let's go to... Let's go to Chris. Professor, what yeah. was your pick for best match of the night, brother? Well, um, I'm I'm probably just picking what everyone else. I'm going to say Owens and uh, Roman Reigns uh, was the best match of the night. Um, I didn't think any of the rumbles were like offensive or anything like that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we'll, we'll talk about what the worst match was later, but um, mm. the, the rumble matches were, were, by the numbers, you know, it wasn't any, they weren't like spectacular, but there there was no way to go but up from uh, last year because that, I don't need, that was atrocity last year. So um, I, I, I was, <laughs> even though they didn't really move the world, they didn't change the world with this year's Royal Rumble. It wasn't, they didn't rediscover the will or, okay, it wasn't spectacular, but I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I remember last year's and yeah, this was <laughs> this was uh this was a markedly better rumble. Mm, okay, so best match of the night. Chris is going with Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Brent, <clears throat> what was your selection for the best match of the night? I uh am agreeing with the professor. I haven't really watched WWE product in steadily in quite some time, mm. but I've been following the Bloodline storyline all the way through, and the match was really solid. The follow-up was really solid, and the fact that this is carrying on a storyline both to a natural and good conclusion, at least so far. We, we'll see what, what happens in the next couple months. Um, and it's a, it doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. Like sometimes expected is good. Mm. And like, we all knew where this was going from the get go and they went with it and just didn't do the, the standard WWE thing of the, the swerve at the end of it. But uh, I, I really enjoyed the match itself. I thought both guys did really good jobs of carrying this story along, which for, like in theory, Kevin Owens is going to be dipping out of, and that, and we're going to get it focused on Roman and Sammy at some point. So it's it was an interesting way of going through the motions, but also making it really exciting and emotional to watch. Mm. I'll go. I'll go next. Um, and for me, I think Brent. Looking at match of the night, it's very easy to pick Roman and 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 Kevin Owens in large part because of that post-match, um, which I'll get into in a little bit. Like, I think this has been some of the best storytelling that this company has done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But I'm going to shake things up a little bit and go to the men's rumble uh, as my match of the night for a couple of reasons. Number one, as you mentioned, predictable is not always bad. Sometimes that's good storytelling. If you set something up and then follow through in the conclusion, and I think that's what they did with the Cody Rhodes uh, moment here in the men's rumble. Uh, there were a lot of good little moments within the rumble, you know, uh, Gunther uh, going wire to wire. Like they did some really cool stuff with Seamus and Drew in the rumble. Uh, the Lashley Lesnar interaction I thought was cool. The spot with Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul, which again, like, I don't know what purpose it served in the context of a Royal rumble, but both of these men to go outside of the ring and then jump at each other in the middle of the ring. It, it, it doesn't seem like a sound strategy, Brent, but it was cool. Um, the only thing I hated about the men's rumble, I think, was a there there was a a kind of lack of surprises in terms of the entrance, but then also, man, I, I hate to say it, uh, but for the second year in a row, we 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 didn't get that Kofi magic, and it 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 it. It, it hurts my heart that, that uh, Kofi didn't at least get to have some more fun moments in this year's Rumble. But other than that, I thought the men's Rumble match was pretty well plotted out. And they pulled the trigger and went with the obvious choice, which was the right choice in Cody Rhodes. So uh, that is my match of the night. Uh, let's see. Scotty, what was your match of the night? <clears throat> well, you're thinking based on what I'm wearing what I think the match of the night was. <laughs> this is actually the original. This was when he first went to NXT. This isn't even the current one because this logo is a little smaller. But no, actually, I'm not going with this. Although this match is pretty great. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Women's Rumble. I thought the okay. Women's Rumble was the best match of the night. Uh, no disrespect to our man, Nate, Mr. Devante. No disrespect to him. But the Men's Rumble had its moments. Uh, I had no issues with, obviously, I wanted Devante to win, so I'm good with that. Uh, I got to say Booker looked pretty damn good for a guy mm -hmm. who was only in for 20 seconds, but that was just, you know, to get the spin. Because I guess there was there was rumors on the internet that he couldn't do the spin and Rooney anymore, so maybe he did it just for that, and it was pretty good spin and Rooney. And it was um, his home state, so I get it. Well, yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> but the women's rumble was so much fun to watch because other than your girlfriend at 30 and Mrs. <laughs> and, and Mrs. Calloway hopping the, uh, the barrier out of the mm -hmm. blue. I was glad we didn't get any surprises. At okay. the rumble. Every woman, everybody in the rumble was he, excuse me, was either a current WWE or current NXT. Mm -hmm. And that was what we needed. The women's divisions on both, on both brands is enormous and all good solid deserving athletes so i had a i loved watching the women's rumble because you had all this greatness and all this young exciting talent uh i i, I gotta admit i like when you when your girl naya was nose to nose with uh with raquel that was pretty mm -hmm, great that was mm -hmm. actually one of my highlights of the night um i love seeing uh zoe stark I love seeing uh, Shotzi. I love mm -hmm. seeing uh, Mia Yim I, or whatever her mansion. Is that her name? Or Meineke? Me Chin. Whatever the Minji. Yeah. I love, yeah. Uh, I loved, obviously I loved all the damage control. All of the women were there really, even Candice LeRae, who has most people on our, on the PTV wrestling network. No, I'm not a big fan of, but even she was like, like was energetic. And the, the women's rumble just had this extra energy mm -hmm. 
that. And I got to be honest, maybe it was because, and I don't want uh, the, I don't want Mrs. Smith to get mad at me. I think it was because we didn't have the usuals. Yes, we we you know we didn't you know we had uh, uh, Becky and we had uh, Bailey, but we didn't have Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Rhonda. Like we didn't have we didn't, and I hate to say this, we didn't even have Sasha. Those anchors that you always feel like get into the match and have to look good. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody had to look good in that women's rumble. They just wanted to look good, and the fact that. Uh, and I picked on my uh, po- on my pod blast preview on the network. I picked uh, Rhea to win. Uh, a lot of people think having her at one was kind of paint, you know, rinse, rinse and repeat. That's fine, whatever. Uh, I think I enjoyed the 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 uh, uh, you know the the uh, standing power of Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see her be the one at two, and I had no problem with both of them. They both deserved the ability to go over an hour. I just was more, I was just so entertained by the women's rumble because of all the youth that was in it. And the roster was just, that's a triple H rumble right now. The mm. entire roster, no surprises needed except your girl and, and Michelle and I guess Oscar, but technically she counts. She's on the roster. She's yeah. just back. So like, I, yeah, I, I mean, you, your girl, Chelsea green showed up for a little bit. Oh yeah. For a cut. Yeah. For a shot. Got as, a cup of coffee, but as long as almost, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, no, my, my favorite match, as much as I got my guy on, uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the women's rumble. I was just very entertained by it. I enjoy the lack of surprises, and I enjoy the fact that they literally used almost the entire WWE roster and the entire NXT roster to mm. its fullest capacity. Okay, so we had two for KO and Reigns. We had one for the men's rumble and one for the women's rumble, which I think not to blow the lead uh here, Chris, but I think that just goes to show that this was a pretty solid card from top to bottom and and we'll get into uh that a little bit more as we get into some of our other categories but let's talk about what wasn't solid and i i have a feeling chris you know you are (laughs) you are our political prognosticator here on the show you know every time there's an election whether it's the presidential election or the midterms you're the guy i go to because you have all the numbers and you can give me the best predictions so you know, I'm not Steve Kornacki, but I have a feeling when all the counties are counted, we will probably have a consensus for the next category, which is the worst match of the night, a.k.a. the Rumble Fumble. Scotty, let's run it back with you. What was your selection for the worst match of the night last night? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to pick a worse match because uh, um, every match was not Every match was pretty solid. I don't think mm-hmm. there was one awful match. To me, it's a, it's a weird tie. Obviously, the 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 only uh, gimmick in the history of WWE that was sponsored. I don't think we've ever had a. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a uh, a Coke Zero Hell in a Cell match. But yeah. uh, but uh, uh, honestly, that that match wasn't offensive. Um, I hate to be. I hate to to do this, but. I'm going to go with Bianca and Alexa Bliss. And not mm. because it was bad. It just seemed very ordinary. Like, okay. I'm glad Bianca okay. won. And she earned it. And I, you know me, I love Bianca. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best Bianca match ever. And on a night where everybody elevated, mm. I feel like that match was just good. It wasn't crap. Not by any stretch. But it, it the everything else felt a little bit higher than that did. 
So okay. on a night where everybody stepped up, I feel like Alexa and, and Bianca just had a good match. And on this night, just good wasn't good enough. That's an interesting pick by Scotty. I can I can understand it. I can understand that selection uh, because that was the runner-up for me for worst match of the night. And partly because, like Scott said, it just kind of felt like a raw main event. Like, it was good. Exactly. But there was yeah. nothing that elevated it. But also because of the elements that that match had that my actual pick for worst match of the night had. Like, there's a common theme here. And that's your boy, Uncle Howdy, out here on these streets. My <laughs> match, my pick for the worst match of the night was that pitch black match. Not because it was terrible but because it was like it wasn't needed like I, like I get it you got this sponsorship you know you, you got the bag from the Mountain Dew PepsiCo people which after the match Chris and I were talking like maybe PepsiCo want, might want some of that bread back because uh, I don't think they got I don't think they got the return on the investment that they were looking for Brent uh, but that to me was kind of the worst match of the night in in the sense of this is the first real match Bray Wyatt's had since his return back in October. And so, like, you've been telling me this story of this guy. You've got L.A. Knight in the mix. And we just kind of got a, a nothing brawl. And it's like, eh, I feel like it should have been more than that. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my pick on, an, on a show that was pretty solid top to bottom. Uh, Pitch Black gets my worst match of the night. Uh, what say you, Brent Chittenden? Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I... I I don't want to crap on Bray Wyatt because he's good and he has a lot of creative <laughs> oh, real ideas. Real quick, real quick. I, I want to send a quick shout out to uh, our guy, uh, Chris, Chris uh, and I's mutual friend, SP3 over at True Hill Heat uh, because he had a great show today recapping the Rumble. And one of the things he said about Bray Wyatt was he might be the greatest before the bell rings wrestler in the company right now meaning like <laughs> everything he does before the match starts is great like the promos the the vignettes the the music like everything leading up to the actual match is great and then when it's time to go bell to bell his matches are generally kind of eh, at best yeah and and in terms of gimmick matches and shit like that i really think the it, it's you see this sometimes with film directors when they they've gotten when they get like absolute power and over a movie and director's <laughs> cut and all that stuff it mm. sometimes goes off the rails and I feel that's the problem with Bray Wyatt is hashtag release the Wyatt cut yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh God no <laughs> the Wyatt cut of this I don't ooh. Um, it, it's almost like somebody's got to step in and rein back some of the ideas. And mm -hmm. like this, it, it this match looked cool for like a minute and a half, like while Bray <laughs> was in there, like when they turned the lights off and his uh, black light face paint like all popped up. Yeah, that that's a cool looking visual. And then yeah. the rest of it was low rent Tron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without a good Daft Punk soundtrack to save it. <laughs> I thought so it looked overall, like, and this this is it, something that's, that's gonna it. date us, Brent. Like it to me, it looked like oh, back God. in the eighties when bowling alleys used to do cosmic bowling night. Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, it, love it. That's that awesome. or, they, they still uh, glow in the that. dark mini putt. Yeah, I know places that still do the cosmic bowling. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. Maybe that's why they got this match idea. <laughs> yes. Bray Wyatt was out bowling one night, and he's like, "You know what? 
this would make a good idea. And then he ordered a Mountain Dew from the concession stand. It was like, even better. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are you gonna are you gonna make it uh three for four and give the pitch black match uh your worst match of the night, brother? Okay, so before I give my uh review <laughs> of this, um I will in defense of this match, okay. I've had a pitch black mountain dew before. Um <laughs> and if you have too many of those things, you will start seeing this shit. Okay, okay, okay. It was like I, I had. I'm, I'm already sensitive to caffeine. I, I can't do caffeine uh, the way other people can do it. Like one cup of coffee, and I, that's why I don't drink coffee. It just, it just has me so wired. Um, mm. But yeah, man, um, I, I'm not gonna be as kind to it because even in the bad reviews, you're like, oh. To me, that shit was horrible, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I do not watch wrestling for Tron meets, meets cosmic bowling. Hey, Chris, Chris, come on, come on, Chris. Uh, let let it play out, Chris. Yeah, yeah, nah. Um, I was reading an article. So one of my friends sent me an article earlier from our friends at What Culture, where mm. it this article was written in 2017. And it said why why Bray Wyatt is one of WWE's worst creations or something like that. Mm. And and the reasons that they stated are very applicable to um, 2023. Now, this isn't to say that Bray, Bray Wyatt is a bad performer or anything like that. This this is just not it, man. Mm. Um, and they just keep up keep keep on. Like the my biggest problem with Bray Wyatt is I don't see how anybody benefits or comes up in a feud with him. Like even um, mm -hmm. um, Eli Drake. I mean, L.A. Knight. Even with L.A. Knight, um, I, I don't. I mean, outside of a payday for being on a WWE pay per view, <laughs> I really don't see what this does for his career. Um, you know, you got your, your sponsorship on, um, this isn't the worst thing I ever saw in WWE, but it's like, I just, it just reinforces to me that even on a good WWE pay-per-view that I, that I'm not going to be able to escape this kind of bullshit, <laughs> um, which is, um, my biggest problem with the match. I, to me, this was God awful, mm. man. I, it, it. The worst match of the year so far. It is, and Damn. I know there'll be worse than this, but nah, that nah, man. Uh, so <laughs> the the pitch said. black match getting three out of four of the votes here for worst yeah. match of the night. But before we go to the next category, <laughs> I want to come back to something on Bray Wyatt, and I, and I want to get Scotty's opinion because I feel like one of the things that the WWE wants to do is have Bray Wyatt feel that hole that was left when your boy Undertaker hung up the boots. Uh, but I feel like one of the issues with that is, A, the Undertaker really wasn't the Undertaker until like midway through his career. Mm -hmm. Like it took him a while to get to that point where he was the dude that would show up and you know, he'd be gone for three or four months and then he'd just show up and set up a WrestleMania program and you'd be hyped because it was the Undertaker. 
Uh, but the other thing is, I feel like Bray Wyatt, and this is to Brent's point, I feel like Bray Wyatt is like that movie director that that needs the good editor or that good producer to kind of rein him back in. But he's also like Prince in in the <laughs> 90s when he was in that period where he was fighting with Warner Brothers. And when Prince finally got like his freedom, he would just release these massive double albums mm-hmm. that had like 15 great songs on it, Scotty. Mm-hmm. But the problem was there were 35 tracks on the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you got to cut it down at some point. And, and, you know, I'm not saying dumb it down for the audience. You know, you know not like Scott Steiner. You got to dumb it down because he comes from a highly educated university. But you've got to streamline it a bit. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on kind of Bray Wyatt and, and where he can go from here? Uh, that's a great point. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, Taker, Taker took a long time. Yeah, to get to that level. Taker didn't. Taker was uh, to your point, Nate. Taker didn't become the Undertaker in 1992. Okay, <laughs> nope. From night from 1990 till maybe 2005. Let's say yeah. 15 years. Taker yeah. was just a cool gimmick in the right. company. Was he? Was he a legend guy? Probably, but yeah. he was still active and he was still every day. To that point, he had only missed. Two manias, ninety four, right. and and two thousand, both injury based. Right. Uh, well, ninety four was more like a he needed a vacation because he hadn't had one yet. But two thousand, he was hurt. Uh, right. In this case, we didn't get Taker until probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Right. Uh, probably when we were getting the Edge feud, and most definitely we just did it. We'll be doing it next month on the Place Be Podcast uh, on the network. Right. Uh, WrestleMania twenty five, the match with Sean. From that point yeah. on. He became Taker. You can't just hand Bray Wyatt Taker and be like, yeah. "Oh my God, we're gonna get a great match every March or April." No, you gotta you gotta cultivate that. You gotta earn that. And that's mm-hmm. no disrespect to Bray as a person, but that that's pretty rough for him to get there. And now suddenly he's the guy just because his gimmick is similar to Taker's. You can't do that right. to him. There's no, there has been no time to cultivate that into a legend status. That's right. the problem. And now we got Bray trying to feel his way around to the legend level when he hasn't even come close to like everyday great level. Right. Like, outside yeah. of that Daniel Bryan match, has he had like a great standout right. match? Yeah. He, he's exactly. Had good, yeah. He's had good matches. I, I want to say something about this real quick because this has been, and, and this is a great place to, to get it off my chest. Um, Uh-oh. Bray Wyatt um, said, uh, like, when someone asked him what did Undertaker whisper to him, and he was like, oh, I'll take it to my grave, and I'll never tell anybody. I don't care what that dude said to this guy. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I prefer him to keep it to everybody because I, I just don't care. Um, I don't care. I, I just needed to say that because there were people that were like, oh, that's who cares? Put on better TV, my dude. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care what people are whispering to you. Um, uh, uh, SP3 uh, did the uh, whisper saw jo- joke yesterday. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> But yeah, I just don't care enough about that. And I think that's the biggest problem with Bray Wyatt is he Mm -hmm. he has done so many things on television 
that I do not care about because like Scott was saying, Undertaker, the, the stuff he was doing, um, his first three WrestleManias, first one was against the aging Superfly Snooker. The second mm -hmm. one was against uh, Jake the Snake, who was on his way out of WWE. And the third one was against uh, Giant Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. um, these were not good WrestleManias. I wouldn't, no. I don't even think they mattered until about, not even with the first time he fought Triple H, but like maybe the Orton one. I thought was like, okay, this is this streak means something. Mm -hmm. And I think that with uh Bray Wyatt, it's 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 an Undertaker, even with the corny stuff, it's it's it still mattered to some people. I mean, I do know some people care about the Bray Wyatt stuff, but mm -hmm. um the, it, it it was it was the stuff that Bray that Taker was doing was never like I never felt that it got in the way of anybody's anything, you know? It was used to kind of elevate Yokozuna mm -hmm. and have little nothing feuds with, like, you know, I'm not, I can't, I'm blanking on the guys he was feuding with in the uh, 90s, like Kama and Kama. Nathan Jones. That's a little later. Yeah, um. it, Bray Wyatt's stuff, like, <laughs> interferes with money-making main eventers, you know, mm. that bothers me about it. Not saying Eli Drake is one, but just like with Seth Rollins and people mm. like that, you know? Yeah, and I think, Brent, I'll let you have the last word on Bray before we move to our next category, but I think Bray, to me, to use another analogy, feels like you go to this restaurant, Brent. You know, may, maybe uh, you know it's it smokes poutinery uh, up in your neck of the woods, or yeah. or, or, or Swiss Chalet. These fine establishments, Brent. And then I know a little something about the, the, the restaurants in your area. Maybe uh, you know it's uh, 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 Tim Hortons. Then that's the extent of my knowledge or my recall <laughs> on these Canadian restaurants. Uh, <laughs> Harvey's. That's another one. Harvey's. Uh, but uh, so it's like you go to this restaurant, Brent, and the side dishes are excellent, and the soda is like out of the fountain, it's the freshest soda you've ever had. But the main dish is always undercooked. That's how Bray Wyatt's feuds feel to me. It's like the stuff around it usually is pretty good, but when it comes time for these big matches, whether you're talking Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, the Randy Orton match where he put the worms. Uh, on the mat, you know, like these matches never have really delivered for me outside of that Daniel Bryan match. I would agree. It's, I don't know what it is because like we've seen him wrestle and he can wrestle. He's good mm -hmm. at yeah. the ring or at least he was maybe like, you know, he's, he's had nearly a year off for this match. But uh, so two things, like one, I get, I completely agree with you. It's just, it's that, and like in this case with this feud, it almost feels like he had too much going on. Like there was <laughs> the stuff with uh, LA Knight. There's the stuff with Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy is involved with Alexa Bliss. Like the, it, it's sort of like we sh we should pick a lane here and stick with that, and then like later down the road maybe go to those other storylines. Mm -hmm. It's it just sort of yeah, and like. And for whatever reason, he is cursed with bad lighting matches. <laughs> it's oh. the, like the one that you said, where <laughs> one of the Fiend matches where it was all red and you could. Uh, mm -hmm. it was, but I will disagree one small thing with Chris 
this match did elevate somebody in that company or maybe outside of that company. And it is the gentleman or a gentlewoman or person who uh, sold WWE a shit ton of yellow cloth for <laughs> outfits. May I point out, LA Knight's trunks was that made out of that yellow. Edge, <laughs> who I don't think I've seen Edge in a color other than like red and silver and black in the past 20 years, somehow mm. got talked into having neon yellow in his tights. It looked cool. But there was that. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul's outfit was made out of the same yep. stuff. Liv Morgan's outfit was made out <laughs> of the same stuff. Whoever it was who went into WWE and like, look, I've got the deal for you on neon yellow stuff. Does it react to black light? <laughs> Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> we'll take the whole roll. And then Cora, I feel like it was, it was a tribute. It was a tribute, Brent. The roster was showing <laughs> solidarity for Naomi. Like, she can't be here, but right. she's in our hearts <laughs> and in our wardrobe. And, and, and they even had the, the pitch black Mountain Dew logo, like, on, yeah. the, on the ring stuff. And I know Vince has always been against that, you know, but they had it. And you got to make money for this sale, Chris. Yeah. Or Sasha Banks' husband was like his creativity was put to the brink when he was uh, here. Yeah. yeah. How many outfits? As many as you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that's our that's our, our tangent on Bray Wyatt. So again, yeah, yeah. we you we, could do I, a whole show on just this. Yes, I mean, here's a funny trivia note for the Kings of Sport, because this is our 10th year anniversary this year of the Kings of Sport. One of the moments that almost broke the show, and this is back in like 2013, 2014, is an argument that Marcus and Alfred at the time got into over Bray Wyatt. And it damn near broke the show, because Bray Wyatt, so Bray Wyatt has always been kind of like, what are we going to do with this guy? So, Again, I think we all respect him as a performer. Like we all respect him as a, as a creative person, but the storylines just haven't been hitting. So hopefully they they tighten that up. But uh, you know, Brent mentioned that the person that designed all these outfits might be seeing a bump in their in their tax returns this year. So let's let's talk some money here. Let's talk about our stocks of the night. So. First up is our blue chip stock. And what the blue chip stock is for anybody that hasn't seen the chain reaction, it's the performer we feel like benefited the most and has gained the most from their performance uh, at the pay-per-view or the premium live event. I'll never get used to saying that. Um, So let's start with Scotty. Scott, who was your blue chip performer from the 2023 Royal Rumble? Wow. Um, Well, I mean, there's there's some obvious ones and there's some not so obvious ones. Uh, mm. I got a couple. Okay. Uh, first one uh, is obviously um, it's it's a it's a I guess it's like a a, a cop out, but we, you got to give it you got to give a a, a a blue chip to 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 Mr. Devontae Rhodes. Mm. He yeah, got his yeah. moment. He got the moment he earned. He earned it. Yeah. And uh, he looked good in the match. I thought him and Gunther uh, they'll probably. I mean. They'll probably wrestle at Elimination Chamber, most likely. It, it, that not only do you get a win for Cody, not only does Gunther look good, but mm-hmm. you could set something up, and those two could wrestle at at Elimination Chamber, you know, to give them something to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give uh, the blue chip stock to a pair of guys. Obviously, not only 
will I give a blue chip to uh, to Sami Zayn because he finally pulled it off and the pop he got when he smacked uh, the chief uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, with the uh, with the chair. But I'm going to give blue chip stock to this guy right here because <laughs> nobody nobody ate more plates of crap last night mm. than he did. And not only did he sell it like a champ, because I mean he he was getting smoked over yeah. and over again, but he not but he gained a ton of sympathy. I think for his specific character, I think Kevin Owens came off like a stud last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he smacked Roman around during the match. He took a good beating, and uh, and I think that post match, I mean. He sold it like Shawn Michaels used to sell his best uh, ass kickings. Um, hmm. He was he was top top flight. So my three blue chips: uh, Cody Devante, even though that's kind of a softball. But I think Code, I think uh, Kevin Owens deserves just as much blue chip as Sami Zayn does for that last segment. Okay. And actually, I'm going to give a little. I'm going to throw a little side to Roman Reigns. Okay, finally. He's he's legitimately getting booed. Yes, he's fine. He was cool. It's like <clears throat> yeah, you know, the bloodline at times kind of had that NWO '97 thing going on. Where it's like yeah, yeah. they're heels, but they're kind of cool. They are not cool anymore. Mm. Not after last night. And I think it took this long, but Roman finally got over as now he's now he's just a jerk off at this point. Finally, yeah. he got that he got that out now. Right. So, yeah. so I'll give him a little bit of that. But my main blue chips. Uh, Devonte to the side because that's a gift. Is not just Sammy, but KO as well because he he came off looking like a valiant babyface that could be very valuable in the next mm-hmm. two months. Okay, I, I like those picks, Scotty, and and I'll go next because uh, I want to piggyback off of what you said. I think you can give honorable mentions to everybody involved in that post match scenario. Yeah. Like I think. Yeah. KO did a great job. Sammy, obviously, did a great job. Roman, as you mentioned. I think the person maybe that was most intriguing to me in that post-match was Jay Uso, though. Right, like, yeah. I think Jay Uso and, and Roman Reigns and, and Jimmy, like, they had that. Jimmy and Roman looked at Jay like Nino Brown looked at G-Money at the end of New Jack City. Like, <laughs> yes! Oh, my like, God. Like, yeah. we all we got, CMB. Like, I, I think that, like, so the story of KO and Sammy – uh, because I think what's going to happen because I know a lot of people wanted want Sammy to go after the world championship, and I think he will get uh that title match at Elimination Chamber. But to me, the bigger story is Sammy and KO coming back as friends and going after the Usos for the tag right, title. Yeah. I think there's right. more there's more emotion in that story. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll give everybody in that post match uh segment uh, an honorary mention. Uh, obviously. Cody Devontae Rhodes gets an honorable mention. I uh, want to give an honorable mention to Rhea Ripley. I thought she'd looked fantastic mm-hmm. in the Rumble. Yep. Uh, I want to give an honorable mention to uh, somebody here because Chris knows we've had this conversation off, off air. Like the last year has just been kind of exhausting for me. And I, I didn't know, Chris, it was like a fog was over my eyes. And I didn't know if it was because, you know, the workload kind of going full steam ahead. Now that we're kind of post-pandemic, yeah. I didn't know if it was, you know, working 40, 50 hours a week, plus doing all the podcasts, plus doing my freelance work, plus doing the broadcasting. I didn't know if that's why I was feeling so down. Uh, I don't know if it was, you know, kind of the political 
state of what's going on in America, particularly yeah. like this week was rough. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but it was a, yeah, a rough yeah. week for me, uh, you know, kind of emotionally trying to feel happy in a world where some certain things can happen. Uh, so there was a lot weighing on me, Chris, for the last year, and I didn't know what was going on. But mm-hmm. last night, it felt like, you know, it, it, it's still Sunday, so I could take us to church, Brent. It felt like Paul on the road to Damascus when the scales fell from his eyes, because as soon as I saw who came out in that Women's Royal Rumble at number 30, the scales fell from my eyes. The weight was lifted off my back. I could see clearly now the rain is gone because Nia Jax. <laughs> Nia Jax is back where she belongs, and, and, and all is right with the world, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of people were underwhelmed uh, by the fact that Nia Jax came back. That was one of my favorite moments of the night, not only because of how happy it made me, but because of how unhappy it made a lot of other people. Uh, so Nia Jax, obviously. You know, I'm a nihilist all day. Hashtag nihilist Brent Chittenden. Nia Jax gets my uh, uh, honorable mention uh, for the blue chip stock. But I'm going to give it to one person in particular who I think rose his stock the most. Because you could argue that Cody was already at a level. You could argue that Roman and even KO and Sammy to a certain extent were already at a level. Uh, For me personally, Nia Jax was already at a level. But I think the person that elevated their stock the most last night might have been Gunther. Because this is a dude that we all loved from NXT when he was Walter. Uh, and, you know, they brought him up to the main roster, changed his name, named him after a dude that trained Lions in the Ringling Brothers Circus. Uh, they that That's the headcan I'm going to go with because I don't want to associate with the other uh, reason why he might have that name. Uh, you know, they slimmed him down. He got on that, uh, they got on that, uh, that uh, Atkins diet or the keto diet. Brother was out here looking slim. But for him to go wire to wire and, you know, make you believe, like we all knew Cody was going to win this thing, but there were points where I was like, mm, they, they, they could, maybe I could see it. Uh, so after the match last night, I think Gunther is somebody who we always thought should have been a main eventer on this main roster, but that was the step he needed, you know, to, to the, I got the Avengers on here in the background. Cause I don't want to look at the uh, playoff game. Cause I don't want to get too excited on the air. Uh, but there's a moment in the Avengers, Brent knows this very well, where uh, Agent Coulson, spoiler alert, is killed. And, and Sam Jackson throws these bloody trading cards that uh, Coulson had in his pocket, allegedly, on the table in front of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And then uh, Maria Hill's like, those weren't in Coulson's pocket. And Sam Jackson's like, they needed the push. And I think <clears throat> this was the moment where we finally got to see that push for Gunther. And it would not shock me if... A, like Scotty said, we get that that rematch at uh, we get that match at Elimination Chamber between Gunther and Cody, or if they hold it off until Cody wins the title, and I could easily see Gunther as kind of that first big opponent for mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. So for me, Gunther, you know, there was a lot of good choices to pick from on this card in terms of blue chips. I think Gunther's my guy. Um, Brent, what was your choice for the blue chip performer of the night? Uh, it's hard for me to argue with you about Gunther. He's my runner-up for uh, Blue Chipper and, and very close runner-up. He got to show everybody else what we've mm-hmm. known for quite a while. Uh, but uh, in, we've always talked to about like sort of the uh, the semantics of what <laughs> like of the Blue Chip right of being elevated, and I think. Mm-hmm. For me, the person who got elevated the most out of it, like in a lot of ways, was Piper Niven. Her return Ooh, last okay, night was, okay. came in 
was treated really, really well. They've given her back her name. She's no longer mm-hmm. Dewdrop, which was kind of a dumb name to begin with. But yes. she was even getting that over. Like, like she got saddled with that name and was doing well and then had to take some time off. Came back and they they gave her enough in that rumble where we I don't think there was any question who was going to win the women's rumble from the get-go. Mm. But it did give her a really good showing in it. It matched her up with a bunch of different right. people during the match, which showed off how good she she is at her level and that she should be taken more seriously as a character going forward. And I really hope that happens for her. It's it's nice to one of the things that I, I have will always criticize WWE and it's gotten better the last couple of years is while they've moved away in the women's department from the fitness model department of trainees mm-hmm. is they it it also doesn't seem to matter they a lot of times a lot of these women end up going into that cookie cutter mold even though that's not where they started right Dana Brooke came out I haven't seen her in quite a while because like I said I haven't really watched WWE's week-to-week television I didn't recognize her for a couple minutes there I I wasn't sure if it was Carmella or Mm -hmm. just because when because when she started yeah she was blonde but she had a bit of a different look to her and now she kind of looks like every other blonde that's on the roster right Mm. And that's what I like about some of the stuff with like Piper Niven and um, Raquel Gonzalez. And like, mm-hmm. we're starting to get a nice mix of different types of women wrestlers in it, which is needed, I think, in a lot of ways. And Piper, hopefully, she gets the. I'm not saying throw her in the main event right away or anything like that, but I think her coming back, like, they instantly made her somebody to watch out for for the next little while and hopefully they can follow up on it that is an excellent pick by brent chitton that i i agree totally forgotten but yes the fact that they gave her her name back and also allowed her to do what she did in the rumble yeah like i i hope they this is finally them starting to get behind this performer because we we know she can do it in the ring uh chris who is your blue chip performer and why is it omas funny um, uh, for me, I'm, I'm actually going to go with uh, Cody Rhodes, man. Okay. Uh, and, the, and the reason why is just because I remember how... Um, is it because it's almost it, Black History Month and Cody, Cody uh, ended uh, racism? Well, <laughs> I, aside from that, uh, <laughs> I, I remember uh, just the go-away he, he was getting on AEW television. Mm. Nobody wanted this guy around he was he was getting booed this man set himself on fire and people still booed him chris yeah he yeah he he set himself on fire people booed him i mean it it had to be very disheartening for him so um he was able to I, i the more i think about it i don't think he really had any huge beef with uh tk or Mm -hmm. um anybody any of the elite guys or whatever i'm sure there's something there but i think the main reason why he left was because he was able to read the tea leaves and um like one of the things he said was it was time to leave the territory um mm-hmm. and and this is what he's I his daddy's son I, yeah exactly 
And this is what I think is going to happen with them. And I've said this from the beginning. The, he's going to encounter that same kind of heat eventually when the Cody Rhodes party is done <laughs> in WWE. Uh, and I think um, when that time comes, he'll he'll probably go back to um, um, AEW or whatever. But um, I think that um, <clears throat> that that him going back to WWE was a brave thing to do, um, mm-hmm. especially considering that he was doing the Stardust stuff before he left WWE, um, and he hated it, you know. And he um, he he rose his stock enough to be able to go back to WWE. WWE needed an AEW guy, a prominent AEW guy, to go to WWE, and he he was the instant kind of okay. If you're from AEW, you could possibly come here and not be buried. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that um, and he, he had uh, Ricky Starks with them last night backstage. Didn't appear on TV, obviously, but I think um, he um, I, I just I, I have a, a lot of respect for him to be able to kind of, you know, I mean, I know they were throwing the money at him, but, but betting on himself enough to realize that maybe he could be refreshing to this WWE audience because like in AEW, he was that the feuds he was having towards the end with uh, Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. and um, even the, um, the black, uh, black, yeah. Malachi black and stuff. Those, those feuds were not that great. You know, <laughs> you know, he's, he hasn't really done much in WWE, but I, I think, that he's going to have a promising 2023 and I think um, he'll have a promising 2024. And then by mm. 2025, it's going to be like, okay, Cody, <laughs> it's time to go. But I, I, yeah. I like his prospects for the next couple of years. Can I throw on a little uh, like addendum to that? Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see. And I think it's good for the industry on a whole <clears throat> and for WWE's image a little bit is you look at that show last night and it was Cody who had gone back from AEW and the uh, two of the other big performers of that show, Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens, were both re-signed last year where there was like uh, the whole thing online of like, oh, why why would they re-sign? They're being treated like crap. Yeah. Like... For Sammy, probably one of the best decisions he's ever made in his career. Mm-hmm. Right. Like whether it was going to be that way from the get go or not, it, it, who knows? We, none of us work at that company, and none of us know what the plans were while Vince was there. But at the same time, is like both those guys did the decision based on whatever. Part of it was definitely money, but others, other part of it was something else and all three of those guys have proven that like AEW might be the promised land for some but WWE can be the promised land for others and mm-hmm. which is a real good thing for the industry on a whole 
Yeah, I would agree. And I, I like a lot of what Chris said about Cody Devontae Rhodes. I think those are some really good points. And, yeah, I, I feel like Cody is still pretty over with this crowd. We saw the reaction last yeah. night. Uh, I think they were really smart not to put Sammy in right. the Royal Rumble. And, and that's the thing, too. It, it was no guarantee that he was going to – that the fans wouldn't have – Uh-oh. He he muted himself. Vince he got Vince cut Vince cut Chris's mic. <laughs> How could he do that from the <laughs> You were on a roll there. I think you muted yourself. He's still talking. He's still muted. We can't hear you. There you, there go. you go, Chris. There we go. There you go. There you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah no, Vin, Vince saying, Vince shut uh, your mic was... off because you were you were talking trash about the pitch black match. No, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and I was, I was saying that there was no guarantee that Cody Rhodes was going to get cheered last night. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if especially if those fans were like, um, really clamoring for um Sami Zayn, you know, yeah. And I think that 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 those fans cared enough about Cody Rhodes to where um they, they they've done right by him in WWE, and that's and that's just um. It's a, I can say that's a fact so so far. They've done right by him. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, before we move to the penny stock, I will throw out another honorable mention, Scotty, to your girl, Chelsea Green, who probably made a nice check for 10 seconds of work. So uh, shout out to Chelsea Green out here on these streets. She'll probably, uh, she'll, she'll probably make more money last <laughs> night doing that than her husband will in two weeks. And yes. NWA enough said when he wrestles Tyrus for the world title, the NWA uh, world title. <laughs> uh, this might be the only time I, I think I'll be cheering for Matt Cardona. Like they, <laughs> damn it, yeah. damn it, Billy Corgan, you finally backed me into the corner yep. where I have to recognize Cardona as champ. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Uh, well, let's go to the penny stock, and the penny stock is the flip side of the blue chip stock, and the penny stock is whose status was diminished the most from their performance last night. And it could be something outside of their control in terms of why their stock was diminished. It could be the booking. It could be the match itself. It could be the outcome. Uh, but that's all left up to the discretion of our panelists here. So, uh, Brent Chittenden, who was your penny stock of the night? Okay. So uh, I was on, maybe you guys can correct me. I was under the impression that Chelsea Green is signed with the Fed. Is that true or no? As far as knows? I know, she is. As far as I know, she signed a deal. I don't think yeah, this is a one okay. thing. Yeah, so. so in if, if that being the case, uh, no, with okay, her, okay, with her being signed, boom, that was like the the worst thing for. I'm her picking up what you're putting before. down, Brent, because mm-hmm. I thought like I I thought she had signed, but there was a bunch of people that were like, oh no, it was a like a one shot deal or whatever, along with Nio being one possibly in one shot deal which also seems to be up for debate. But it's, I think if you are returning to a company and you are thrown out within like record setting time for, it it doesn't look good for you. Like, I I know it's not their fault per se, but at the same time is like now for the next, however long they have to deal with that sort of stink on them. And sometimes that can be hard to get off. And I, I think in Chelsea's case, she has shown in the past that she can do some good character work. 
I'm very curious to see how she can rehab this into something workable mm-hmm. for whatever angle they have planned for her next. So right. it, it, for me, that she's probably the biggest drop because she's a returning character that has sort of made a name for herself in the last little while and uh, with her husband and his crew of guys. And they're a little bit of steam. I don't know how much WWE fans are aware of that steam because I'm sort of outside that bubble. But mm. if if there was steam, it has now been let go and she's got to sort of start from scratch from here on out. Mm. Mm. That's a really good pick, Brent, that I didn't think about. Uh, Scotty, who is your penny stock of the night? Has he muted it too? Has a, it says the host yes. muted my mic, which means Nate knows who my penny stock's going to be. Um, <laughs> so it's yes, gonna be- tread, tread lightly, Chris Cola, tread lightly. <laughs> um, I mean, we could say, I mean, let's be honest, Nate, we could say that Nia Jax kind of had the same... But in, it, in, insert the Uncle Phil gift. We, we, we. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean she she still looked she still looked big. It took seven pe- you know women to knock her out. So yep. I know I won't. Count and she's got a new shirt out on a WWE shop. So they already get. Yep, they already gave her a new shirt. So, um, by the way, incidentally, on a side note, before I get to my penny stock, has anybody looked at the shop lately? I think uh, Cody Devante has more T-shirts right now than Steve <laughs> Austin ever had in 20 years. I feel like he's got yes. like nine shirts right now. It's crazy. Oh, they all, all, those of... le- all those leftover pro wrestling tees designs that exactly. he had in there. They were already paid for. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like, they bought them all. Go. Yeah, they bought them all already. Which is another reason why Sammy is not going to win the championship because, you know, from a business standpoint, Scott, it doesn't make sense. Like, you've invested no, a lot in Cody. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to Sammy in a few minutes. But... Uh, my, my penny stock I gotta be honest. I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of disappointing performances uh, last mm-hmm. night. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not easy to give a penny stock. I, I, I'm not going to give it, even though I did not love their match. I will not give a penny stock to Bianca Belair. Uh, she, yeah. she doesn't deserve that. Um, she's been a great champion. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally think, well, we'll get to down the road in a minute, but, um, I'm going to give a penny stock to LA Knight because mm. after that match, where does he go? Mm. Like, where does he go? I mean, he wasn't in the back wrong to Max Dupree. <laughs> Max Dupree or just go back to NWA and Eli Drake. Um, yeah. Where, where does he go? Like, I, I, I'm a little confused now because, you know, he, he was not in the rumble and he didn't win that match. So where does he go? Do you put him in the mm-hmm. chamber to give, to kind of rejuice him a little bit? Do maybe, uh, well, I mean, I don't know what is Austin Theory. Is he a face? Is he a heel? I don't even know at this point. I guess uh, he's I a heel. I have no idea. Uh, maybe you kind of put him in a in a program with him. I wouldn't put him in a program with 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 uh, Gunther for the IC belt. Gunther, I think, right now has bigger fish to fry. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I'm I'm not sure who to pass the penny to, uh, Nathaniel. I'm a little I'm a little perplexed because nobody really came out flat <clears throat> last night. It's mm-hmm. okay. yeah, it might have been the lack of matches because I mean, was there anybody in the rumbles that 
I mean, I've, I've got I've got one from the Rumbles that I'll get into yeah, here in a second. I've, I've got a couple, but I mean, Braun Strowman. I mean, did he really look any good? I mean, he's all right. I mean, mm. uh, um, I mean, I got to be honest. I hate to do this to to DKE. Uh, almost was kind of terrible last night. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he, oh, here's here's almost how, problem. How, how dare you insult Chris's favorite performer? <laughs> uh, Chris, let I me mean, based on the jerseys. Almost is going to escape my wrath for this pick. Chris, based, on, based on the jerseys behind him, I know Chris has much better tastes than that. So, um, <laughs> the uh, no, almost the problem with almost is he's an mm. odd shaped guy. So. He's intimidating, but he kind of looks like Tree Rollins with an extra nine inches. Like he's not intimidating. <laughs> he could be a good backup center. You know what I mean? But no, yeah. he just, he's not ready for this yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ready for this yet. And, and I think they're just sticking him out there and no disrespect to MVP, Mr. Vontavious, no disrespect to him, but it's like, he's not ready for this yet. So sticking him out there just cause he's big. This isn't a, this isn't a video game. You know, you can't just you can't you can't you can't boost him boost him after two matches. Like that's not how this works. Right. So I gotta have to give a penny stock to almost not for the you know for jokes aside, of course, because they are funny, but because he's just not ready. He doesn't know how to give the faces. He does this like he does these weird faces. He's just not ready for this yet. Mm. You know, there's not there's not many big men. Let's go back through history, guys. There's not many big men that that got it out of the gate. Big Show was right. one of them. Came right out yeah. in '95. I'm the Andre's son, which was kind of stupid, but I guess it fit at the time. Yeah. And and immediately went in uh, went in on Hogan, and it worked. Yeah. Everybody else needs a little seasoning, and almost <laughs> is 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 far from seasoned. There ain't enough cayenne or or uh, or lemon <laughs> pepper or lemon pepper on that on that piece of meat. He is not seasoned yet. So just throwing him out there to be intimidating because he's big is dumb. And you know me, I can't you know. Nate knows I can't, as the nanny, I can't, I can't uh, disrespect my boss, the Levesque family, while I watch their three daughters. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but get, but give, let almost breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let him go on SmackDown, get a run, beat up some bums, and elevate him. And maybe after Mania, right. he could be a guy that goes after something. But to have, stick him in the Rumble just because he's the big dude, he looks like a dope. And so the best gotta, thing for almost, I think, Scotty would be if they reform the hurt business and he's the enforcer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got a. I don't know who the baby. I mean, I'm. Are we guessing that Lashley is the is the heel that is going to be the heel in this Brock feud? I'm not not not, not, to, not to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, to me he hasn't said anything that's heelish. To me, he's been the good guy. But so I, I mean, does maybe? Oh, how about this? Maybe almost gets a taste of the. Uh, of the uh uh of the of the man beast of the the next mm. big thing of the uh you know it comes to pay Cole uh maybe he gets that right now because that might not hurt him uh to get a little mm. bit to get you know to maybe to get an I mean that'd be an amazing F five those giant legs flailing in the middle of the yeah. ring that'd be a, that'd be outrageous the, the suplexes oh my god imagine me suplexed over the rim no room he'd have to do it from any K I mean it's crazy it'd have to be diagonal from the corner because if he doesn't meet the, the, the rope, almost died. Yeah, his le- his legs are like snap under the ring, I, I, under the rope. I don't yeah. know. My point is, I'm going to give it to almost only because he's mm-hmm. just not ready yet, and you're putting him on a stage yeah. where he's where he's supposed to come up with these faces, and he doesn't right. have that it yet. 
and I think he will. I do think he will. I don't know how long it's going to take, yeah. but he just didn't have that it. And he kind of and it would like be one thing, of- Scotty, if this were like Rumble's past, where you had about ten guys in every Rumble that were just kind of filler. And that. almost could like toss those guys. We didn't really Carlos have that. This Carlos Colones, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. We yeah. didn't really have that last night. No, we didn't. Not right. at all. No, we didn't. So he just looked. He just wasn't. He looked. Even though he was like one of the biggest dudes in the match, he clearly was the one that was not. He was not ready. He was mm. not in there yet. So I'm gonna have to give it to him. I'll, I'll give him the penny stock. So Chris, uh, after Scotty has. Yeah. Slandered and, and libeled and defamed <laughs> your favorite, your 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 best performer of 2022, <laughs> the, the, the giant Omas. Uh, what, what say you? Who is your penny stock of the night? Well, Scotty kept on uh, saying, "Where does he go?" And that uh, glow stick match with all the glow and stuff, it got me thinking of 90s trance music and that. Where do we go? <laughs> Where do we go? Oh, was that Hadaway? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was Hadaway actually. There was two different Survivor Series that. brought to you by Hadaway, who would have been a much better performer than Hardy. Than Hardy. Yeah, oh, so, so um, to, to me, there's two. I, I really, really tried to narrow this down because I didn't want to do that tie bullshit. But there's mm-hmm. two. Um, and one of them, I don't think it's really his fault is just the course of where WWE is going and the other one is it's just time to give up the ghost and that and these two these two were the main event of the first Smackdown on Fox and that is oh, wow. and Brock Lesnar wow um, Kofi Kingston it's it's don't do, don't do it to him Chris because Talk about this the- is a thing be smirching. I honestly think that last year in his botch save spot, and this year in his botch save spot, I really do think they could have just ignored it and let it go, and mm-hmm. every nobody would have noticed. No, no one would have noticed, or would they have cared? But they did what they did, and if if, if you're if three times in a row doing that, you you gotta stop it now, man. It's it's just. Mm. It, it's just not popping with that anymore. Mm. Um, I, 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 now, this doesn't mean that Kofi can't be rejuvenated and used in another way, but um, I thought those safe spots were getting dumb anyway because he was never in the final four or anything like that, but now, yeah. it's, now it's just getting re- re- goddamn ridiculous, so, so just stop <laughs> it. Um, as far as Brock Lesnar is concerned, I really do think think that him getting I don't think that Brock Lesnar being a penny stock is is a is a bad thing but I do think that Lashley fills in his void um mm-hmm. and I think that WWE has needed a guy to fill in that Brock Lesnar void and that doesn't mean he doesn't get reactions all the time but every time he's on TV um, it seems like he he has to be in a position where he's not just killing uh, like current talent, but just destroying them. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I, I think that the Lesnar thing, the the reliance on Lesnar has been a hindrance. It's been an Achilles heel to WWE. Right. 
And yeah. I think that them stepping away from that and just having Lashley, have him getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble in a normal way and then Lashley just getting eliminated later. I think this humanizes Brock Lesnar. And, and Brock, of course, he does his uh, his best um, Hulk Hogan crybaby <laughs> impression after uh, getting eliminated. But at least in the case of Hogan, he beat up the guy that eliminated him, you know, <laughs> or he, he, he tried to pull out the guy that actually eliminated him. Um, but yeah, Lesnar, I think Lesnar and Kofi, man. I, wow. I can't choose between those two. So I got to pick them both. Wow. I, I cannot believe that, wow. that. I can't believe that you did that to Kofi Kingston, Chris. I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. I am we doing it too. Cause I'm, I was all on board with Kofi Mania, but I mean, how many times mm. are you going to do that stuff? Man? I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, Chris. Like, and we, we will talk about this in the NWA podcast group chat yeah. a little bit later tonight. I don't want to air family business uh, on, uh, on the streets here, but uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get myself together, Brent. After Chris gave a penny stock to Kofi <coughs> Kingston, uh, but I've got a couple folks in mind for a penny stock, um, and the first. People I'm going to give a penny stock to are the New Day, Kofi Kingston, <laughs> you just, you just and Xavier Woods. The heel turned by name. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. It's not specifically because of anything these guys did or didn't do. Because even when Kofi came in last night, you heard that reaction that he got. Yeah, yeah. Like, people were excited to see Kofi. You know, I, I agree with Chris that he should have at least made a Final Four one of these years. Uh, just, you know, even if you, he wasn't going to win it, just as a show of appreciation for a lot of those moments that he had over the years in the Rumble. Uh, but but the magic might be gone. I think Kofi even alluded to it last night on a tweet. Like, it might be time for him to, you know, give it up. Uh, but I, I think the New Day, and this goes bigger, this is bigger than Royal Rumble, Scotty. Mm -hmm. I think for the last year, you know, you know, you could even go back to Big E's injury. Like, after Big E was gone, it doesn't feel like they've really known what to do with Kofi right. and Wood. Nope. And that shouldn't be the case. Like they don't have to be in the tag team title picture all the time, but these are two of the most entertaining dudes on your roster. Yep. And you can't think of anything for these guys to be doing. So I feel like the new day has been diminished all year. And then last night, just kind of leaving a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I think the new day were diminished uh, from last night. Um, I think another person that gets a penny stock for me is somebody we've already talked about, and it's uh, Bray Wyatt. Not Again, not speaking to Bray as a performer, but just the story around Bray Wyatt, I, I give that a penny stock. Uh, but maybe the biggest penny stock of the night for me, the person whose stature was diminished the most, Scotty, by their performance at the Royal Rumble last night, was Corey Graves once Pat McAfee came back on the scene. <laughs> and we saw, because here's the thing, and Scotty and I have had this conversation, like when Pat McAfee first started, I wasn't super high on McAfee, but to his credit, he has not been one of these guys from an outside sport or an outside entertainment field that is using this as a vehicle. He mm -hmm. actually loves this stuff. Yeah, he does. And right. it comes through on the commentary. And just hearing him and Cole, as opposed to hearing Cole and Graves, it's like, yeah, like Corey, yeah. You, you you cool and all, but you ain't Pat McAfee. You ain't you ain't the guy. Like Pat McAfee right. brings something else on commentary. So to me, like Corey <sighs> Graves, 
Like, just from showing up and doing his job, Scott, Corey yeah. Graves was diminished because of the other guy decided to show up for work last night. <laughs> yeah. I, I yep. think it's it's great because, um, like, he was – like, I, I never watch a full college game day ever. But mm-hmm. when Pat McAfee is on it, uh, it does bring something to it, you know. And I, I 100% agree with you him being back, uh, Nate. Yeah, so those are our penny stocks of the night and our final category. On a side note, Nate, I guess yes. I read somewhere. I read somewhere today that I think it was on was it on Insider that Corey Graves and Michael Cole did not know that Pat McAfee was that was coming last night. The, oh wow! The, their reactions <laughs> when Pat McAfee yeah. came out were legit. Okay, uh, that was not a work. Uh, so they wanted them him to be surprised because they like Pat. So yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's even cooler that that's Triple H cool. kind of kept that quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted, and and, I just and Pat, to that. Pat McAfee like makes Michael Cole cooler just by being there, even though like they yeah. had that awkward moment where Cole was trying to dap up McAfee and it just completely missed. But I feel like Cole is energized by Pat McAfee and it brings out the best in Michael Cole. So I I, I really like their pairing. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, but that brings us to our final category, Scotty. We've, we've done the blue chip stock. We've done the penny stock. Now we've got all this money. we got to pay it forward. And pay it forward is where we talk about where we think some of these stories are going. What are the stories we're most interested in? I think there's probably one story in particular that all of us are the most interested in. But uh, let's hear some other options as well. So, uh, Chris, uh, pay it forward. What are you most looking forward to as we are now on the road to WrestleMania in your backyard, sir? Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm actually. Um, I, I, I this is a hard one for me to narrow down, also because it, I haven't loved WWE's Triple H era the way everybody else has, but I do see promise in it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it's a good thing that it's hard for me to narrow it down to one thing. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I think that um, it's um. I, I I'm looking. I think what's going to happen with Sami Zayn is they're they're going to do uh, the next pay per view is in Montreal, right? Yes. Yep. So so yes. he'll elimination chamber. The chambers in Montreal. Yep. Yeah, and I think Jay Uso is 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 going to pretend to be on Zayn's side and then turn on him and then join up with um, Jay or or join join up with. Um, Jimmy, and then they're going to have a match, set up their match at WrestleMania where they'll win the tag titles. Um, and I, I'm I'm not 100% convinced that Cody Rhodes is beating Roman Reigns. Mm, unless they mm, do don't don't start, Chris. Don't, don't start uh, this. Unless <laughs> they do a thing where... Um, where they separate the the both of the world titles. I, I mm, they not, do need to do that. It won't happen. I just I, I'm I, like I'm not willing to to bet my money on it. If you guys are, I can probably be talked into it. I I'm, I just can't bet on that at the moment. <laughs> uh, to Chris's point, I do think they need to uh, they need to split up those titles going forward. Uh, it would not surprise me. Like if they if if there's some sort of stipulation, because Cody in his promos has always talked about the WWE title. Like that's the one he wants to win for his daddy, for his family. Uh, like, and we've also got Roman with this streak. So maybe, maybe there's some way they 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 
work it storyline wise, Brent, where they split up the titles before Mania. But I, I think Cody's got to win um, mm-hmm. at Mania, and I just don't know if it's going to be for both or for one. Uh, but paying it forward, Brent Chittenden. Uh, what story, and you can talk about the Bloodline story or anything else, what stories are you most interested in as we head to WrestleMania? Um, so I, I, in a perfect world in my head, uh, the idea, because uh, Mania is two nights again this year, yes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, I think it would in some ways benefits everybody that one night, Cody wins the other night. Sammy wins. Mm. Yeah, because okay. I think the end result of this storyline with Sammy, and that's been the one little problem with it from the get go, is the end result of the storyline with Sammy naturally is Sammy beats Roman for the belt. Like that—that that should be an end game at some point. Mm. I don't know if that's Mania or if maybe you you push it a little farther than that. But honestly, if you do it that way, like Cody beats him and then Sammy beats him the next night, you have the opportunity to let Roman disappear for a while. Mm, right. He's been, and, and, he's been beaten to crap. And like, and then it's like, well, Sammy beat me, but like, come on, you saw what I went through the night before. Right. It's not really fair, is it, Sammy? And then he gets another go at it against Sammy and maybe takes that belt back later mm-hmm. on. Uh, beyond that, I it, like just from a curiosity point of view, what they do with Bray Wyatt and, and <laughs> LA Knight is just like, where, like <clears throat> what Chris and Scott said. It's like, where do you go from here? And mm-hmm. I think that, like, I think it's a telling note. If you go back to all the shows that we've done, where mm-hmm. we have done a Bray Wyatt match. <laughs> I think I think without fail, one of us says that every single time. It's mm-hmm. like, well, well, now what? <laughs> and and I think that's the problem is they there is no foresight. It's almost like let's just get to the gimmick, and then they get to the gimmick, it it doesn't really do anything, and then they're all left with well. Well, now what? So I, I'm just really curious to see like how they recover from that, and I'm really want to see them do something with Piper Nevin going forward. Mm. I, I really do, because uh, I think she really deserves it. Not don't put her in main event right away, but you know, start working her up there for maybe next year. Like, like you, you now at this point you've established her. Keep establishing her. Keep working on it. That okay. Is, there's that, and then uh, finally, uh, Gunther. Like, mm. uh, let, let's figure out a way to get the IC belt off of him and put him in the main event picture at some point. Right. Yeah. Start start planning that shit out now. Okay, uh, those are solid choices, Brent. I, I like where you're thinking, uh, Scotty. Pay it forward, Scott Criscola. What? Uh, what are you expecting as we head down the road to WrestleMania, and why is it Nia Jax defeating Charlotte Flair for that title? <laughs> uh, even better. What's going to happen is is uh, uh, the bloodline is going to throw salt in Cody Rhodes' eyes in that first match, <laughs> and, then, and then he's going to get pinned, and then Triple H is going to run out, 
and Cody's going to say, go, go, go. And then <laughs> Triple H is going to beat uh, Roman in 13. No, no, no. no. But no. Um, <clears throat> I. All right. We'll start first. First point. I think let this easy one. Cody Rhodes is walking out of L.A. with something. Yeah. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. I, I disagree with Brent slightly, not in terms of the matches, but in the terms of the timeline. I think Cody wins both belts. I don't think, sorry, I don't think we're going to see uh, the one Samoan everybody wanted to see last night that didn't come out. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a feeling we're not seeing him. I think I think right. uh, Dr. Dwayne is right. I don't think we're, he's going to be in game shape. I think that's true. Yeah, you, you, you need to start on that early. Too. Yeah, he should have come out last night if that was yeah. the case, which I thought was going to happen. I thought as they were stretching this thing out, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought right before even any of the, the, uh, any of the Sammy stuff, I think we were, I thought we were going to start seeing the, the lightning on the, yeah. I thought we were going to start seeing that when we didn't, I said, well, then we're not seeing him at all then. Well, I think uh, Rock was going to come out, Scott, but then they had the pitch black match and it reminded him of black Adams box office. <laughs> and he was like, I'm, I'm not doing it. Let me tell you something right here, baby. Not only did I love the movie so much, I paid for the steel book. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that's the biggest debate online right now. Is about the Black Adams with the comic folks. Yeah. <laughs> I actually uh, like black Adam. Like, like it, it's I? not the best superhero movie ever, but I, I enjoyed black Adam. The part yeah, boy Hawkman's dirty movie. though. They turned Hawkman into the fucking Batman. He's <laughs> not Batman. He doesn't have a jet. He has fucking wings. What's he? Yes. Why does he need a jet? Yeah, that's exactly. Maybe he needs to rest his wings, Brent, for long trips. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I, I, I like the sidebar. I liked it. Like, fine. And I, I love Aldous Hodges, Hawkman. I yeah. just like he's not rich. He doesn't have a jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Oh yeah, because we don't have a Batman right now. So mm. uh, right, here exactly. you go. Well, they. I mean, they, they. 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 There's no black Batman in the DC world anyway. Like, there's no. Uh, black there Batman is guy. currently in the comic books, good yeah, sir. Uh, there is? Duke Thomas. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, um, okay. The book is "I Am Batman." It's still coming out monthly, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah I did see that. Is uh, well, that's a debate for another show. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you are you are you besmirching <laughs> Aldous Hodge, Chris? Oh no, I love <laughs> Aldous Hodge, man. I'm, I'm friends with um Edwin Hodge, his brother. Um, oh okay. I, okay. I, I used to um audition with him. Uh, Back in the early 2000s, you know, he was always okay. everybody out for roles. And then all this um, just blew up. Yeah, after. all this blew up. Friday Night Lights, uh, Leverage. Oh, yeah. I thought Leverage you meant Nick. I thought you meant Nick Aldis blew up. Sorry, I thought you meant Nick Aldis blew up. Right. <laughs> <Aldis>. no. <laughs> um, I uh, the only thing the only, the only thing that annoyed me about Black Adam was in the post. Uh, I mean, it's been out long enough, right? Statue of Limitations. Yes. Spoiler alert. Okay, is uh. For the first and the post credit, when we finally saw it, when he first off, the problem is it should have been Shazam that walked through and said, mm-hmm. yeah, right. having having Clark, it was weird. Having said that, for the first time, and this is where we're not going to get into a James Gunn podcast, we'll be here to three o'clock in the morning. Uh, the, the problem is, you finally, Henry Cavill looks like he's comfortable. He finally, yeah, felt, yeah exactly. he finally felt like Christopher Reeve in that suit. It was like, a great scene, uh, and, yeah. and now he's gone. Because James yeah. Gunn's an idiot, well, so uh, whatever. Uh, this, is, this 
backstage saga is going to be interested. We never yeah. have you done the Black Adam review yet? No. So spoiler alert for post wrestling: the Black Adam edition of the Rocky Maivia yeah. Picture Show will be out in February. So it uh the the hierarchy of podcasts at post wrestling is about to change. Brent Chittenden, because uh, I I have assembled an all star cast uh, that that will be speaking about. Black Adam, and of course, Chris, if you got time, you're welcome to hop on oh, that yeah, one. Gotta be on this one, and then also because the thing is, there's gonna be Black Adam news that drops between now and February, you know. So it's like something you gotta stay on top of. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, all right. So Black Adam wins the Royal Rumble. Oh wait, sorry. Now, now I'm just pushing <laughs> everything. Black now we're in pop, pop culture soup now. Henry um, Cavill came out to challenge Cody. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So, I think well, here's what's going to happen. Cody, Cody is going to win both belts. Okay. Cool Roman's stuff. only. My opinion. I, I at first I thought there was going to be two when uh, when uh, cousin Dwayne was scheduled. I think you were going to have Cody win one night and Roman beat Rock the other night. Now I think Roman's only wrestling once and he's beating he's beating Roman. The next night, we're going to get a little storyline fun. Triple H is going to come out. And let's remember, what not only did, did, did Cody Devontae Rhodes say he wanted the WWE title, but what else did he say? He said he wanted to carry around the winged eagle. Mm. Oh, cool. He did say that. He wanted mm -hmm. in honor of in honor of the old man yep. with the polka dots. Yeah, my son. Uh, he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to, because that was the belt that when his dad was because he can't walk around with the Bob Backlund belt. That thing will be ridiculous. But he, but, but, he, but the superstar Billy Graham belt, I guess. But he wanted to wear the winged eagle. So I think the next night yeah. on Raw, he's gonna go to he's gonna go to Cody and say, Okay, <clears throat> one condition though. You know, Roman Reigns held these belts hostage. There was nothing we could do about it. Ba 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 ba. But Cody, I got to make a deal with you. You can have the winged eagle. As WWE champion, mm. I got to take the universal belt. We're putting it up in a tournament. I like it. And That'd be cool. he, he gives the universal belt up, and we have a tournament to decide who becomes the universal champion. Yeah. I feel like Cody, I feel like Roman would probably win it back. And I think Sammy beats Roman at SummerSlam. Ooh. Right. I think, I think we'll, I think we'll have. I think we have a long game for Sandy. Yeah, it was I, a long I, game. Um, so um, I have a couple quick questions. Do you, do you all think that if Roman Reigns win loses at WrestleMania, um, I think he might be taking a lengthy hiatus if mm -hmm. that be does happen? Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's been putting in work since he came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, and it's then, possible. Yeah. And then also, I I would love for them to bring back the um eagle belt. Um, the only thing is, I just don't see a reality where WWE doesn't want that branding front and centered. Um, mm. I'd love to see it though. So we'll I mean, I, I think we'll get a version of it, right? Yeah. We won't yeah. get the exact copy, but I mean, we'll get whatever the twenty twenty three facsimile of the winged eagle would be. Every other belt, both women's belts have the logo. We all know what the logo is. I, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, you're absolutely right. With it, man. Sure. But it's yeah. like, we know the logo. Get over it. We know yeah. what it looks like. 
So, but I agree with you. I'm, I, you're right. I'm not saying and you're Vince wrong. is looking at you, and he's like, "Get the f out, Chris Cola." Yeah, yeah, you know what? I wanted the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl this year because I, I hate the Jaguars. <laughs> well, well, speaking of the Jaguars, we we do have a breaking news here. The Super Bowl is set, ladies and gentlemen. It will be. In, in the most uh, well-booked playoff series in a long time, Roger Goodell is the is in the in the lead for Booker of the Year. As Mike Mike Mills, friend of the program from Booking the Territories, always says, nobody books a sport better than Roger Goodell. We're gonna have the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes taking on the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Kansas City defeats. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals by three points headed to the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got that to look forward to in a couple weeks. Uh, yep. But uh, in terms of looking forward to WrestleMania, guys, I like a lot of what, what's been said here. I think, Scott, the way you kind of broke that down, I like that a lot because not only does it free up the championships, not only does it give Cody his moment, but it doesn't put us in a situation where and this is no shade to Brent but I feel like if if they went Brent's route you run the risk of undermining either Sammy's win or Cody's win exactly because they're happening so close together that's what I think ruined on a side note that's what I think ruined it for Cena and Batista at Wrestlemania 21 uh Mm. I would if they wanted Batista if they wanted Batista to have to be the one to have the moment I still think you should have had the JBL match, Cena match ended some kind of schmaz. And then two mm-hmm. months later, when Cena and JBL had that killer I quit match at Judgment Day, that's when right, Cena right, 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 right. He knows right. going to get plenty of media moments in his life. So <sighs> as much, Brent, as much as we love Sammy, you're going to no, – whoever no, no. Your, your timeline works out better. Like, yeah, I, whoever I, wins Saturday – that way, I agree. Yeah. yeah, whoever wins Sunday is going to get boned on who won Saturday. Bones, whoever. So that's what happens. But one more th- – I got one more – path uh Nate, before you go on i got i got a couple more paying forwards i think that uh i do think that um uh sammy before sammy gets his roman moment uh i think that sammy and cody are going to uh sammy and cody are going to win the tag titles of wrestlemania but mm-hmm. i think it will be jimmy and so- solo sokoa as tag team champions, because I think Jay's going to get kicked out. Hmm. That's, That's what I think. Um, uh, was Jay the one that was kind of that when Roman first started the bloodline, was it Jay with that was kind of getting like, yeah. pushed around as the, all right, I think yeah, it's going to go yeah, mm-hmm. go back to that. I think. Um, but here's my other thing. I think that I don't know who Charlotte is going to face for her belt at WrestleMania. Because I don't know what SmackDown's women's situation is going to be as over the next couple months, but I do think probably Ronda, maybe. Oh God, again, not again, not again. But I do think. Sorry, Nate. I hate to burst your bubble. I do think Rhea Ripley is going to beat your girl Bianca at WrestleMania, mm. and I yeah. think, and I think, I think. Here we go. You might think I'm nuts. Your, I think Theory will become a little baby face-ish, and I think Theory will eventually use, lose the U.S. title to Damian Priest. And I think if Roman takes time off, the winner of that universal title tournament will be Finn Balor. I thought you were going to say Dominic Mysterio. I, oh, oh, God, no. 
Oh my god! Stop trying to make Don. Here's another thing. Let's not make Dominic Mysterio cool because he's not. Um, he's a doofus. Let's just admit that. Yeah. Bad hair, no muscle tone, no talent, nothing. But anyway, um, I, <laughs> but that's what I think. I think judge the judge. I think Judgment Day is going to finally start to galvanize and be the next big faction uh, in the company after Bloodline kind of does this. After Roman leaves, the Usos mm-hmm. look at like I think the whole KO, the combination of KO, Sammy, and um and Cody and Devontae is going to just kind of disperse the bloodline. And I think Judgment Day will get their moment. And I think you will see Rhea as Raw Women's Champion. I think Damian Priest will win back the US eventually. <clears throat> and I think uh and I think Finn Balor will win uh money, um, will win the world title or the universal title. Speaking, I almost slipped. My one last one, Nate. My one last one. Uh, Brent, you were talking about Gunther. Gunther! Um, do we all know where Money in the Bank is in July? It's in London. Mm. Little yeah. international flair at the uh, okay. at Money in the Bank in July. Okay. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> For our foreign <laughs> intercontinental champion. Mm. okay scott okay i I see where you're going i see where you're going i like that um i think as everybody said you know except for chris uh who's out here hating on Devontae after all Devontae's done for the community Devontae, Uh, i I think yeah we're gonna have to have a talk after the show chris uh we got to get back on the same page uh i think that Cody is going to have his moment at WrestleMania. Like I think Cody is going to walk out the uh, champion. I, like again, I said I don't know if it's going to be both belts, but I do like the scenario Scotty laid out, um, where he wins both and then has to relinquish one, but he gets to he gets his dream of of getting that winged eagle WWE belt. I like that a lot. Uh, I think the other big story that we're going to get coming out of WrestleMania is. Again, going back to Avengers, which I had on on the other screen for most of the night, Brent, is, you know, that end game for the bloodline where, you know, we we start to see Roman lose the belt and then the Usos lose the tag belts. And there's a fracturing within the bloodline. And you got Paul Heyman, Mr. Tribal Chief, I don't feel so good. And everybody starts to kind of fade away a little bit. And, you know, that gives Roman time to go away because. You know, I think people forget, like, this thing has been going on for nearly three years, this story of Roman Reigns coming back. You know, he was the baby face nobody wanted. Then he became one of the best heels in the company, one of the best storylines that they told in a long time with this Bloodline saga. Uh, and now, you know, we saw the reaction last night after the attack on KO and Sammy. People legit hate Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, so I think Roman's going to go away for a long time, uh, you know, relatively speaking. And when he comes back, I feel like Roman will finally have earned Scott the babyface mm-hmm. run that they wanted for Roman all along. Right. Uh, because he had to go through the process. And again, going to Bray Wyatt trying to be the Undertaker, you can't force these guys into these roles. You can't right. make Roman Reigns, John Cena, or The Rock just by force feeding him down the audience's throat, you've got to tell a story. And I think they've told a great story with the bloodline. So I think when Roman comes back, he'll be one of the biggest baby faces in the company. Um, Another person I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go again, my blue chip stock of the night, Walter. 
I think Walter is somebody that you can do a lot with. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what this means for Imperium because I think yeah. in the long run, like, like, like Chris, it's it's the temptations all over again. Like right. the Imperium <laughs> are Otis and Walter is David Ruffin. You love this example. You are so right. Ain't yeah. nobody coming to see you, Otis. Like, right. Like, I, I I think what's gonna happen with Imperium. I I I or I think at least I hope. Mm-hmm. I think Heyman is just gonna go with them and and be all about Gunther and interesting. Um, and so, it, so he jumped ship from the bloodline to Imperium because he's not gonna, he's gonna be without a country, and he's okay. gonna need another. Okay, Chris. So, why, why Ooh. not, uh, Gunther? And, and Gunther isn't the best on the mic, you know, he, right? He needs somebody that can, um, be his advocate. Um, and I think that, uh, Heyman would be the perfect person to do that. Okay, I like that a lot, Chris. Uh, Another prediction that I have uh, as we head to WrestleMania, I think we're going to see, and I alluded to it earlier, the reformation of the Hurt Business. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it just makes sense. Like, we've seen breadcrumbs, but it makes sense for a lot of the folks involved. Like, it makes sense for right. Omos, as we mentioned. Like, Omos needs something to kind of ground him and also protect him, right? Like, you don't want to expose Omos in these matches. You know, right. you want him to just be able to come in and be the heavy Get him some seasoning, you know, put some Lowry salt on him, as as Scotty was alluding to earlier. Uh, it also helps uh, Cedric and, and Shelton, as well as Bobby Lashley, who I think right. is ready to kind of take that next step. And, you know, if not be <clears throat> up on that echelon with Roman and Cody and guys like that, just be right underneath it. Right. Um, and then finally, in terms of the women, I do think, uh, much to Scotty's chagrin, we're going to get uh, Ronda and Charlotte at Mania. I think that's, in their mind, that's like the biggest match. Or maybe we get a three-way because I, I yeah. think, uh, you know, maybe they run that three-way with Becky Lynch back because Becky's kind of shut out of the Raw women's picture scene because yeah. I do feel like it's going to be Rhea and Bianca at Mania. There is a story there with Rhea and Charlotte also. You know, True. They, no, there is. There is. They they, they could do that. I, I wouldn't put it past them. They right. could do that, but I feel like Bianca's a more sympathetic baby face than Charlotte Flair. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And remember, and and Rhea's not a sympathetic. Well, even though Charlotte's a baby face, Rhea's not. Yeah. She's a heel now. But no, I could. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I think there are certain ways that you build people that turns them into a a baby face, and that, mm-hmm. they, what they did with Rhea, that wasn't a heel thing they did with her. She won in a fair fashion from the number one position. Right. And so, you know, they could do the – is Charlotte – I don't even know. What the hell is Charlotte right now? Is she, is she a face? She's a baby face, but kind, like by baby face and name only. Yeah. Like, I, I think – Only because she beat think, Ronda. Yeah. yeah. But I, right. I think Charlotte Flair is always best as a heel. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I can I I can see in anything, and I can see real. I don't I don't. I, I I what I will say is I like that none of us are emphatically like mm. know what's gonna happen. You know. And yeah, that, well, because the women is it's so kind of nebulous right now, Chris. Because we've also yeah. got Oscar. We had a big comeback yeah. last night. We yeah. also got, you know, damage control. We've got <laughs> Becky Lynch, like I mentioned. So there's mm-hmm. there's a couple ways they could go with it. Right, and they did some good rehab to Oscar too. So yes, yes, they did. Uh, who looked awesome last night? Like Oscar always yeah. looks awesome, but I dug how she came out uh, last night. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think this is actually setting up to be a good WrestleMania season. Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. actually looking forward to Elimination Chamber, which is not the same reaction that I had coming off of last year's Royal Rumble. Um, and again, like, I don't think enough can be said about how great they've told this bloodline story. And, you know, we give a lot of credit to Scotty's boy, Triple H, uh, you know, rightfully so, uh, <laughs> taking over for Vince. But also, like, the story began under the old name. So mm-hmm. it's like whoever is has been writing this story, and I'm sure Heyman has had a lot uh, of a hand in this, but, you know, to go from Roman coming back, and, and then we've got the stuff with the Usos. We've got the stuff with Brock and whose side is Heyman on. We get the Sami Zayn involvement. We get KO. We bring in Sola Sokoa, like, this is a level of storytelling, Scott and Brent and Chris, that I haven't seen from this company in a long, long time, and it's paid right. off. Yep, definitely has. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Know. Like this, it, it kind of reminds me of like WrestleMania Eight vibes, where mm. there was like all these different guys that you could have put in the main event, like Piper, Macho Man, Undertaker, Sid. I, I feel, I feel like it's not the same shit anymore. I, I feel mm-hmm. like w- there, there's a changing of the guard, a much needed changing of the guard. Right. Yeah. So to that, I was going to say, did anybody else get that momentary thing when Brock came out for the rumble? Like, Oh shit. Vince works there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to see uh, how much control he's using. Right. And then when he got tossed out, like, okay, good, we're we're safe for a while. We're it was okay. almost, almost like, like I'm curious as to how do you make Bobby Lashley, um, because I think they've tried to drop hill crumbs for Bobby Lashley, but they don't last. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's just he's gonna get cheered when he does something cool. <clears throat> It was almost like a Vince rib, like uh, mm-hmm. oh, like Triple H almost ribbed his old his old his father in law. Like, oh look, I, I'm using Brock. You love Brock, and oh, screw him, he's gone. Just like <laughs> you, he's out of the ring. Like you're gonna be in jail. So no, I don't know, but whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever's gonna happen. But that I mean, I, I don't know. But it just it it did say almost. It's funny you said that, Brett, because to me it almost felt like a rib, like. Oh, mm-hmm. like Triple H is looking at Vince like, oh, there's Brock Lesnar, Brock Roman, no, chapter 290. Nah, we're going to yeah. throw that out. Nah, never mind. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had, that, had that happened, I would have just sent Nate a message for this whole podcast of <laughs> a statement to read on air. Yeah. Brent says, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Uh, the funny. only thing that would have made it better was if it would have been Kofi eliminating Brock as payback yeah. for that, oh, that match yeah. on, on the first SmackDown on Fox. Right. But oh, that, we, we can't have nice things for too long. Guys. Nope. <laughs> can't have nice toys. Nope. I mean, Lashley is, you know, if it's, if you're talking for the culture, Lashley is... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, see, that's, that's the influence of Cody Rhodes. We saw... Yeah. When Cody Rhodes came back, he was like, no, we're not going to do this, Brock. We have to give other people time to shine, sir. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yep. yep. And, and and at least we didn't have Brock eating muffins in the post, uh, post-show post conference. That so. is true. Getting grumpy. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. But, yeah, that was uh, Royal Rumble 2023. I think just talking about it, guys, all of us would, would say that this was a pretty good show. Like, there were some bumps here and there, but for the most yeah. part, it was really solid. 
Yeah, if you're if if you can't appreciate this show after last year's show mm. where Shane McMahon came in the rumble and beat everybody oh, up. Oh shit, I forgot yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that oh, happened, oh, Brent Tindon. Yeah. I was well I, I, you were all I, I, saying I, it was a crap rumble and I was trying to remember, okay, yeah, it was crap, but why what oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think we all tried to put that Royal Rumble in the recesses of our minds because it's <laughs> it just so fucking horrible. Um, and this Royal Rumble was was not horrible, and to me, not horrible because the Royal Rumble, historically speaking, has always that's a hard match to mess up. Yeah, and you're right. Found ways to do you're that right, in the last few years, you know. Yeah. And um, this one, they just they just went paint by numbers, and it was just um, a decent Royal Rumble, man. I I can't complain can't complain about it man no no shane mcmahon um you know you, you got to take the w's where you could get them yep <laughs> all right so uh that is going to bring our show to an end uh appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight or anyone who is listening to this in podcast form <coughs> in the future either on the kings of sport patreon or on the place to be nation wrestling feed um before we get out of here, let's go around the horn one last time and let everybody know where they can find uh, all of our work. Uh, and let's start with, again, as I mentioned off the top, the IBF's pound-for-pound number two ranked Chittenden in the world. Brent Chittenden, where can people find you and, and, and all the good nerdy work that you do, brother? Uh, you can find me mainly at True North Nerds. Uh, it is a podcast found on all of your favorite podcasting things. Or you can go to truenorthnerds.com. That will lead you to the way uh, we have had Nate on the show in the past. At yes. some point, I've got to have both you and Chris on. I, I just haven't quite figured out the right the right match to get you guys in for, the, for it. But at, at some point, we're definitely going to have you both on. Uh, beyond that, uh, honestly, uh, you can check me out at my day job if you want nerdy stuff. If you happen to be in Barrie, Ontario, 45 mm. Essa Road, it is Big B Comics. Uh, I sling comic books there uh, Monday or Sunday to Thursday. So if uh, you happen to be in uh, the Barrie area, come on in. I will sell you comics. We, we have lots of stuff. So there we go. Th those are my big plugs for the this episode very cool if you want to again if you're in the uh ontario area and you need the complete set of black adam after you watch the movie go see brent he he's your hookup holler if you hear him uh chris ely the professor what you got going on where can people find you on social media and uh any any uh any other places uh that they can be enlightened by the professor Right. Um, so you can read me at um at um WrestleNomics. I have had the worst kind of writer's block in like the last couple months. Um mm. and this and um and then um I, I proposed to my uh, girlfriend in uh December and uh, they just that didn't alleviate any stress. Love my <laughs> love my fiance. But that just added on stress where everyone's like, well, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You know, and it's just been like, 
Uh, that and then I'm teaching. So uh, real quick, Chris, real quick before we uh, go to the rest of your plugs, uh, I just want to let everybody know because they've been asking me, Chris, uh, what your wedding is going to be like, and I can confirm that it will be exactly like the Teddy Long, Crystal Marshall wedding on SmackDown with Jagged, <laughs> Jagged Edge singing yeah, "Let's Get Married" and Jeff Hardy in the front row. Yeah, Jagged Edge, all that stuff, man. Uh, Bruce, Bruce is going to be officiating. Um, no, nah, uh, what? what um, so like I just all I ask my, my my homeboys to do is wear their best pair of Jordans, um, <laughs> and um, that's that's pretty much it. But then I'm teaching um, four days a week um, next semester, and I've been teaching from home for mm-hmm. the last three years. So just d- d- diving right in and doing four days a week. Um, mm. it's, it, when you've been when you've been lazy and teaching from home, and when your <laughs> classroom has been your my guest bedroom, um, like I'm in right now, it's just been easy peasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, granted, I'm only gonna be on campus for a couple hours, but it's the fact that I have to drive. I work 90 minutes away from where I live, so um, anyway. Look for me at look for me at WrestleNomics and on posts with the NWA podcast, and then um, I'm also you know I, I still do stuff with my boys um, at, at uh, and my girl at True Hill Heat, uh, and just just look for me because I'm I'm on these streets, and then if you're gonna be in town for WrestleMania, um, mm. I don't know if I'm going to WrestleMania, but I'll probably be doing something that weekend, um, and um, depending on you know, who asks me, um, I could find a, a spot where we can, you know, kick it at and, you know, chill. And that's about it. Yes. If you are going to WrestleMania, look up the mayor of LA, Chris from LA, because, uh, yes, he, he knows where the, where the good spots are in Los Angeles. And, uh, as long as Omos is not on these streets looking for you, Chris, I think you're going to have a good time. <laughs> WrestleMania week. He uh, was the one tweeting bullshit at me, man. <laughs> Chris, Chris is getting the, getting into a beef with the entire hurt business, and I don't think that's a good look, brother. Largely is nice to me. Largely is cool to me. Uh, MVP, uh, we might have to like talk it out or something. <laughs> I, I had no clue what that was about. MVP is going to show up at Chris's house like uh, Henry Cavill did at the last minute of uh, Black Adam. Black we Adam. need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Criscola, speaking of conversations, you do a lot of that on microphone. What's going on at Place to Be Nation, and uh, how can the folks find out all of the other work that you do? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Nate. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to – I hope that – unfortunately, I won't be going to WrestleMania, but I will be in L.A. someday – so Chris and I could finally share that in and out burger, but I would love to have, I would love to have SummerSlam and how far away uh, Brent is Toronto and, and Barry, I know nothing about Ontario. So maybe if SummerSlam's in Toronto, I'll find your, I'll find your comic store. Cause I definitely now want to buy comics from you. Uh, that oh, might be the highlight. 45 minutes to an hour. I don't care. I'll rent a car. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at PTB at, uh, at Scott C Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter. At PTB and wrestling, we do polls. Uh, we did a poll about what everyone's favorite San Antonio Royal Rumble was, as expected, 2007 won. 
Uh, we do we do what I call now the WTT wrestling time travel. Every day I post a tweet or the brand posts a tweet on what shows happened on that date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the day we're recording today, January 29th, there were four Royal Rumbles. That's a lot. It's more than I thought for like the end of January. But yeah, we, we do that every day. Uh, of course, the PTB Wrestling Network, all your great stuff. Uh, love to have you, all of you guys on for anything and everything. Um, and of course, Nate, depending when this drops later this week, uh, you and me and our good boys, uh, Sheriff Pete and uh, Steve Aloysius Willie for the next episode of Place Me Nation's main event. We'll talk a little bit about <coughs> Rumble since we talked a lot about, about it here. We'll get Steve and Pete's thoughts. Pete was there. And uh, look ahead to this coming Saturday, which will be NXT Vengeance Day. We get the big uh, Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller cage match. Mm. And uh, and the New Day's wrestling. So uh, so there you go. Um, but you can find Pete. Uh, yeah, I did guess I forgot that. Like, they have been doing some interesting stuff with New Day on uh, NXT. Yeah, they're wrestling. Uh, the, what is that? Uh, right. Pretty Hurtful or whatever that t- tag team is. I always forget. That. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Deadly. Pretty, exactly. uh, pretty, yeah. pretty, po- pretty Pointless. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. But anyway, pretty Pink. <laughs> pretty Pink. Great movie. Uh, so we will... Uh, so we'll preview that and, and everything else. But please check out uh, place to be.podbean.com, the PTB Wrestling Network. We have all the great stuff um, for your pop culture stuff, the PTB Pop Experience, and, of course, uh, the North-South Connection as well with the Jenny position in there. They're, they all enjoyed a, a wonderful uh, weekend in San Antonio. I hope they had fun. Yes. Uh, so that's where you can find me. And, uh, you know, I'm always talking. Can't shut me up. So uh, so you can find all the best shows there on the PT, on the place to be Wrestling Network. Including, uh, uh, I do have a penny stock before we head out of here. Um, that country singer last night, Hardy. Had, wow, Hardy. Yeah, nah, man, that, that, that was, was the worst good. Hardy performance since that victory road match with Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for you know what, Nate? I softballed that one for you because I knew you were gonna do it, so I left you, I left you that one. Worst performance since victory, uh, was it victory yeah, road yeah. 2011? It was victory it road 2011. 2011. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. Our faces were like Sting's face that night. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah, guy's got that, the number one country album. I don't even. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. Wrestlers yeah. need to perform performers out to the ring, or artists need to perform wrestlers out to the ring, and mm-hmm. only that. Yeah. No, no, I don't, and and the only that. exception is Mr. WrestleMania Pitbull. Mr. WrestleMania Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. He can, he can do a performance. <laughs> And we and of course Motorhead, but Lemmy's gone. Yes. Honestly, that 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 extremely long WrestleMania, and it's hard to you know that that doesn't give us a lot of context, Brent. But I remember the WrestleMania in Miami where they did Greenlight, and it was Pitbull and and Flo Rida. Like that was actually a good performance, but it, the show yeah. was way too long. And then it got ruined by Machine Gun Kelly. So yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he was a local artist too, you know. Yeah, right. a San Antonio artist because they didn't act like he was. No, if no, he was, he's so. not going to be after this show. <laughs> They're not going to admit it now. Like, I'm moving to Wyoming, guys. <laughs> I'm going to look it. Up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up for you where he's from. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Uh, while Scott right. efforts that, I will plug what I've got going on. Uh, of course, you're on the Kings of Sport Patreon. Presumably, if you're watching this or listening to this. Sign up. $5 gets you in the door, 5 bucks, and you get access to over 200 hours of audio, video content. Uh, we've got classic Kings of Sport episodes going all the way back to 2013 on the Patreon feed. We've got uh, 
shows like TDT Talks featuring Steve Willie, which we did during the pandemic, or the 2020 Twin, which was me and Chris talking about the 2020 presidential election. Uh, we've also got episodes of Chain Reaction. We've got the backlog of Keep It 100. If you guys enjoyed that show that Brian Mann and I did at Post Wrestling, the Keep It 100 backlog is on the Kings of Sport Patreon, as well as Always Forward, which was a Luke Cage podcast that Brent guested on once upon a time. You can find all those and more at uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Um, I'm also, as Scott mentioned, part of Place to Be Nation, uh, the main event. You can check that out every other Friday uh, at Place to Be Nation. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if, he, if he's announced this yet, but I will be joining Andy Atherton for an episode of Blockbuster Rewatch coming up here pretty soon where we will be watching uh doing a live watch to black panther wakanda forever uh which will be yes. available on disney plus february 1st so i'm excited andy and i did the first black panther last year so we're gonna do uh, wakanda forever here awesome. in february uh, so you can what check that out uh we've also got post wrestling as chris mentioned the nwa podcast the rocky my via picture show and whenever john and wade need me I'm, I'm usually there if my schedule allows you can check that out and then the final thing i'll plug is the dc tv podcast network where i'm part of the lituation room which was formerly the black lightning podcast and then formerly the naomi podcast because Aww. the c the cw keeps canceling shows uh <laughs> but uh We've got a new episode coming out in February talking about Black Panther and uh, Black Adam, as well as the Quantumania trailers that we've seen. Uh, and I'm also, this is breaking news, Brent Chittenden. Uh, I just recorded my first episode with these guys today uh, in advance of the HBO Max Green Lantern <coughs> show that's going to be focused on Jon Stewart. I am now a part of the Green Lantern podcast. Uh, so uh, you can uh, check out an episode that we've done uh, probably, it'll probably be out this week or next week where we kind of talk about Jon Stewart's history in the comics and also his history in media, whether it's the Justice League cartoon or his appearances on Static Shock or Young Justice uh, and the uh, the movie they put out last year starring Aldous Hodge, bringing it all full circle. Aldous Hodge played Jon Stewart. So uh, you can check that out. But for anything else, find me on Twitter at in the number eight M-O-Z-A-I-K at Nate Mosaic. And finally, Scotty. Do we have an answer to the most pressing question of the night? Hardy is from Philadelphia. <laughs> um, excuse me, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There's a few Philadelphias down. Oh yeah, they're definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, they're uh, former uh, Oklahoma running back. Uh, oh man, they did a thirty for thirty on him. Why am I blanking? From the, in the oh. early 80s. Uh, uh, oh, man. I know who you're talking about. Uh, 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 crap. Him. He's from Philadelphia. He, he ended up in the USFL, right? Yeah, he ended up in the USFL. Uh, oh, I'm going to look that up now. But yeah, now you got to look that up, Scott. not going to look that up. You're more work for yourself. I know, my God. But he was from Philadelphia, Mississippi. So Yeah. And there's a Philadelphia in Tennessee also. Yeah. Mm. Ah, so Marcus Dupree. Marcus yes, Dupree. Marcus Dupree. That's a Marcus really good Dupree. thirty for thirty, too. Yes, it is. He yeah. he got all. He was a stud at Oklahoma, and then his mind got a little messy, and he went back to Philadelphia, Mississippi, and he went in hiding, and then he went yep. to I think UAB or something. I mean, it was it's a it's a good it's a good thirty for thirty. But yeah, yeah. there are some people from Philadelphia, Mississippi, that are better than Hardy. So <laughs> 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 Hardy. 
I, I would argue the majority of the the, the uh, community of Philadelphia, Mississippi, is more talented than Hardy, at least yes, yes. based <laughs> off of what we saw at the Rumble. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's going to do it for this edition of the chain reaction. Thanks again for watching or listening. Uh, if, again, if you want to find anything else out about the shows that are on place to be nation, head over to place for the Kings of sport, check out Kings of sport.com or sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Kings of sport. Uh, another one in the books, boys, uh, we might do one around WrestleMania, but that's up in the air, depending on if I end up heading out to LA or not. You know, we'll 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 get we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, but I'm sure this will not be the last chain reaction of the year. No. Uh, so we're gonna say goodnight. And uh I, I feel like everything's all right in the world, Chris. We got Cody Rhodes back. We got Rhea Ripley having a great performance at the Rumble, the Eagles and the the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, and maybe yeah. most importantly, Nia Jax has returned. <laughs> and on that note, for Scott, for Brent, for Chris, I am the Godfather Nate Milton, and you've been listening to the Chain Reaction or watching the Chain Reaction. We'll see you next time. Peace.